0: Sign up today at butcherbox.com/etm. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton Game. This is Millennial Money, and today we're talking about why you shouldn't use your 401k as your piggy bank. Your money with Shauna Compton. Game. It will expand your brain. All right. So maybe you owe money on your taxes. Maybe you just want to take a really good vacation. Uh, maybe you want to, gosh, I don't know, pay off debt. There are so many reasons why people borrow from their four hundred and one k. and I haven't talked about this topic a lot, but I think this is really good, especially this time of year, because I find that a lot of people around April and May, June, are asking me about, you know, can I borrow from my 401k? Should I borrow from my 401k? And I don't know if it is if it is a correlation with tax time or if it's just, you know, we're kind of rolling around the summer and we're all thinking about you know, all the cool things that we want to do in summer, and maybe we just don't have the cash sitting around, you know, and so you kind of look at your 401k balance, and it looks really attractive, you know, maybe you have 20,000 or 50,000 or 100,000, or I don't know however much money you have in your 401k. But a lot of times it can look like, wow, that's a lot of money just sitting right there that I could use for something, maybe I could use, to pay off my loans or my student loans or you know it starts to become um it it starts to just become like one of those you know tantalizing places you know when you're when you're on a diet and you're trying not to eat sugar and then all you see is sugar <laughs> it feels like every meal is um there's like a slice of chocolate cake that you're having to avoid it be- can become very much that way when you have you know, a nice 401k balance, but you're also trying to balance out the other things in life that are not so great. And, you know, there are lots of reasons why people borrow from a 401k, some better than others. But, you know, I just really want to talk about the idea that your 401k is just not a good piggy bank, right? It's not some place that you should put money in, grab a hammer a couple years down the line, break that piggy bank open, use that money. It There are a lot of consequences when you borrow from your 401k. And, you know, I think that you don't think about those things, right, when you've got the great idea in your head of borrowing from your 401k. And there are some situations where, you know, people really have had to borrow from their 401k, maybe where, they lost a job, or both, both people weren't working, or you got laid off, or I I don't know, I've seen so many situations where it was like, well, yeah, I mean, it's not a good place to find money, but it may be for a short time, the only place to find money. Um, a lot of times, you know, millennials will actually borrow money from the 401k to use for a down payment on the house. And while that could be a solution for you, right, I think that you've always got to understand the risk because that's what all money is about, right? It's about the risk versus the reward. It's why we invest in mutual funds, in the stock market, whatever it may be, right? We're trying to balance out the risk and reward. Obviously, we want more reward than we want risk, but the irony is that usually with the opportunity for great reward comes great risk and it's how much risk are we willing to take on and um not to kind of go in a total segue but I think that's that's the trend with millennials in particular because you've seen the stock market crash you've seen 2008-2009 happen um you you've just seen a lot of things happen in kind of a short time period and you know I a lot of the younger millennials listening, I don't blame you. I mean, I, I would probably be super pessimistic too about investing. I'd be like, man, I don't, I don't know. Like all those wall street guys are, are raking it in. And, um, and you know, I, it's just, it's, it's nerve wracking the market, you know, what's going to happen. The world is so crazy right now. Like if I woke up tomorrow and lost half of my money, like I I wouldn't be very happy. <laughs> And I and I get it, you know. There, there are unfortunately not a lot of places that you can put your money where you can actually get that reward piece. You know, you're not going to get it under your mattress. You're not going to get it in, you know, a high yield savings account. So, uh, you know, I I know that investing. It comes with a lot of risk, but, you know, that's really where you've got to figure out, you know, your own risk tolerance. How much risk can you can you stomach at night? You know, if you if you did wake up tomorrow and you lost 50% of your 401k, would you be okay? Would you um, be hopeful? Like, oh, okay, this now is a great time to buy, or would you panic? And, you know, determining those things before you determine whatever you're investing in, is a really important step to do. And it's it's really overlooked. And, um, you know, I see a lot of younger millennials, maybe your first job, you won't really know what to pick for your 401k. And so you'll end up just picking whatever your friend picked or your coworker or something like that. Well, they might be totally different when it comes to risky. They may be super risky or not risky at all. And so it might not actually fit you and your goals. So again, when we're talking about, you know, borrowing from your 401k, or if you have a house, you know, doing a cash out refinance for your house, again, it's so specific to your own situation, um, that, you know, you can't blanket statement any of this, right? Um, it, it just depends. And I think, again, that's the frustrating part with money is that it just depends, you know? And so that's why you got to read a lot. That's why you got to listen to a lot of podcasts and Um, you know, talk to a lot of people maybe hire a financial planner and, you know, really kind of gauge what works right for your own situation. But, um, I've been thinking about this podcast episode for a while now. It's come up in a lot of conversations and I was really inspired by my friend David, who is a fellow CFP from the Astute Advisor. Uh, I'm going to put a link to his blog in the show notes. You should check out Uh, his articles are just fantastic. Um, I love everything that that David writes about. Um, But he wrote an article about a 401k loan and kind of different things you should think about. And I just think this is, you know, the more information that you can have about this, the better. Because if you're thinking about borrowing from your 401k or doing a cash out refinance on your house or whatever it may be, the only thing that I want you to just promise me is that you get the information, right? And that you actually look at the information before you decide yes, because, um, you know, if you're not informed and you make a decision, that's really where, you know, things get sticky because a lot of times you can't undo what you just did, right? Like I can't undo eating that glorious piece of chocolate cake, even though I know that I probably should undo it. Okay. There's ways I can undo it, but Um, let's just logically speak, I can't undo eating that chocolate cake. And um, the weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found quince and I am in love. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's q u i n c e com slash etm to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. So money, a lot of money decisions are that way, you know, there are a lot of things you can undo, but um, this is one that that once you've kind of go down this road, you you kind of got to follow it through. So, you know, you can take a loan from your 401k and every company has different provisions. So if you're thinking about taking a loan, you're going to want to talk to the HR department and you're going to want to find, you know, all of that tiny fine print about 401k loans for your own company so that you know what you're dealing with because when you borrow money from your 401k um you have an interest rate and that interest rate is the amount that you're going to or the interest i should say on the amount that you're going to pay back because you borrow from your 401k but you got to pay back to your 401k now an ira is a little bit different if you want to take money out from an ira you can take money out there are certain um, sort of penalty-free reasons that you can take money from an IRA, but let's just speak on general terms. You can take money out from your IRA, right? There's no interest rate. You don't have to pay your money back. Um, so it's it's a little bit different than your 401k. So I want you to kind of understand those differences as well. And most 401k loans will actually allow you to take out up to 50% of your value but you can't exceed a maximum of $50,000. So that's kind of the limit there, right? And they they have these limits in place for strategic reasons. But again, you're going to want to find the fine print for your own company to find out, you know, what are those parameters that you can borrow from? And again, your first question is, what is my interest rate? Because that's important. You know. Um, You know, how much is this going to actually cost you to borrow this money, right? Because you're not just borrowing out for free, you actually have to pay that money back. And so um, that's an important thing to keep in mind. Another thing is, you know, if you borrow money from your 401k, and let's say you borrow money in May, and in September, you actually end up leaving the company, usually you have to. Pay that money back right away. Again, this is something that you're going to want to talk with your HR department about. You know, what are those rules and regulations about if you were to leave the job? Because that, again, is super important. You know, I know a lot of people borrow from their 401k, use it as a piggy bank for down payment on the house. But I'm always like, wow, you know, usually you're borrowing a fairly significant amount of money. And what is going to be uh, the consequences if you actually leave that job? You know, how long do you need to stay at that job to pay that loan back? You're going to want to know all of those things, right? And also, if you terminate employment, so if you decide to leave, usually your loan balance is going to be deemed a distribution if it's not fully repaid. And a distribution has all sorts of tax Consequences that you're going to have to deal with. And so, um, usually, you're not going to want to be in that situation. So, it's really important, especially with the millennials, because we switch jobs so often. We're kind of bouncing around, and it's really unusual for someone to say, you know, that they're going to stay at one particular job for five years or 10 years or even two years, right? Two years seems like it seems like forever. Oh my God, I got to stay there for two years. So again, it's it's really important that you know, you know what you're doing because, you know, if you take money out of your 401k and you don't repay it and you take money of an IRA before 59 and a half, you can have early withdrawal penalties. And in a 401k, it could result in paying over a third of the loan to the IRS come tax time, come that next tax time. And that's a lot of money for a lot of people. And, you know, if usually if you're borrowing money from your 401k, you're borrowing that money because you don't have, you know, cash on the side, you don't have money that you can easily tap into. And so that's why you're turning to your 401k. So, you know, it would kind of be like a double whammy if then all of a sudden you owed taxes on that particular amount and you weren't prepared for that. Um, you know, I think... That that's the reason why I see a fair share of um, bankruptcy with millennials and things like that. You know, I re- I hate to see that because you're so young. Oh my gosh, you're so young. You know, and um, you have the chance to uh, you have the chance to do a lot of things right with your money, and it just breaks my heart when somebody in their twenties like has to file bankruptcy because um, it's just. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. So again, we talked about, you know, the costs and fees that are associated with your 401k. And, you know, you're going to want to find out not only what your interest rate is, but do you have quarterly or annual maintenance fees In your 401k. All right. Um, A lot of times when you take a loan, they're going to actually charge some sort of fee to maintain the loan. Sounds crazy, I know. But um, it could just add up a lot of fees on top of interest rates. So again, you want the whole picture before you push the go button. You want to know what you're getting into. You want to understand the terms. And you also want to figure out uh, can my budget support that? payment that I'm going to have to make every month back to my 401k. Really, 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 really super important is you want to add that payment to your budget and go, okay, is this going to work? So what I like to suggest is whatever you think the the payment, whatever you figure out the payment would be, the monthly payment would be back, add that into your budget like a month ahead of time. Couple months, even better. Feel what that feels like. Take that money out and put it into your savings account and see, you know, how do I feel? How is my budget? Can I make this work? Uh, now, sometimes it's obvious. Maybe if you have a couple thousand dollars left over every month, you know, and you have a couple hundred dollar four hundred one k payment, all right, it's not that big of a deal. But if you're already sort of on the edge with your budget, and then you got to add in another payment on top of that. Uh, you just really want to make sure that you can handle that and not freak out about it right all we're trying to do is is stop kind of like a domino effect of bad decisions or bad consequences with money starting to happen because that's really where you know things start to unravel a bit and it's hard to come back right it's hard to again uneat that piece of chocolate cake that I really loved but I ate it right uh, and, and and another reason really, maybe one of the most important reasons why, you know, you shouldn't use your 401k as a piggy bank is because you're, you're basically removing money from your 401k that has the ability to grow tax deferred that has ability to compound and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And so, you know, you could lose a lot of Um, compound growth, you could lose a lot of um, savings ability, because if if you're taking a really long time to pay back that loan, you probably aren't contributing to your 401k in that time period. And so if you're not contributing your 401k, now you've lost the whole tax advantage to your 401k. And then maybe now you're missing out on your match from your company. And so you know, you could you could really be trading something that is kind of a short-term, you know, dipping into that piggy bank for a real long-term, um, loss in savings. And, and again, remember we talk all about, you know, your 401k, your IRA, your Roth, whatever it may be, it gives you choices down the line, it gives you lifestyle choices. You can make, you can make decisions, um, with your money down the line that you don't necessarily have if you don't have that money saved. So am I gonna, like if if I was rolling out of college again, and I was you know what what twenty twenty one, man the first thing I would do is set up some sort of investment account if I had earned income, right? Um, which I did, and so I just want to make sure that you understand, especially if you're listening and you're one of the the uh, younger millennials. You need to have income to invest in your IRA or Roth. Obviously, a 401k is tied to your job, so obviously you would have income there, right? But I would start investing something, even just a a tiny bit, because you have the power of compound, you have the power of leverage of so many years, and um, you you can contribute just a small amount, and you have the opportunity for a large amount of growth over your, your working years over your lifetime, which is just brilliant. You know, um, when you're in your forties and your fifties and you're trying to do this and you're trying to piece things together, those numbers that you, that you need to invest, they get really large. Um, and, and that's really where it's, you know, you start pausing and going, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know if a I want to do this or if I can do this, but when you're in your twenties, you know, if you're putting away 25 bucks or 50 bucks a month or however much it is, whatever it is for your own particular situation, it just doesn't feel as it doesn't feel that big, it doesn't feel that impactful, but you know, can really grow, it can really get, you know, really big. So again, are there right reasons to pull money out of your 401k? Maybe, depending on your situation, maybe. And I don't know your particular situation, right? I'm not looking at all of your numbers, I'm not looking all of your details. But in genuine, in general, in general, that's the word I'm trying to use in general. (laughs) uh, Your 401k is not a good piggy bank. It just isn't right. The purpose of your 401k is to get that tax savings to get that compound growth to get that 401k match from your company and to really create a giant snowball that is going to give you the opportunity to have lots of lifestyle choices down the line. Now, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't have a crystal ball. I really wish I did. I don't know what the market's going to do, right? I I don't know how risky you should be. I I don't know how safe you can be. I I don't know. I don't know what your life's going to look like. I don't know how long you're going to live. Um, I, I don't know so many different factors, right? So again, we're speaking in generality here. We're speaking in generalities about investing and all of those certain things, certain things. But the point I want to make is before you make any big decisions like this, know all your factors, lay them out on a piece of paper, look at them, use some calculators, figure out how that will impact you in the future and really make an educated guess And that is the smartest money move you can make is with any decision that you have to make, look at everything, look at it on paper, Um, think about it, right. And really understand your choices. And if at the end of the day, your choice is yes, then your choice is yes. Right. I just want you to be informed. I want you to be able to make smart decisions and I want you to be able to figure out what is right for your own particular situation. All right. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Shauna Game, and you can head over to Instagram at millennial underscore money to check out some of my Instagram stories with loads more of money tips.